Let's go, folks. Time for the Gibby Show. How you doing, baseball fans? Welcome to a very special edition of the Gibby Show presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of Major League Baseball and the Gibby Show. I'm John Arezzi. Joining me, as always, is the man who has been in the news this past week. Uh, we'll discuss that. He's the former two-time manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, a member of the 1986 world champion New York Mets, co-author of still the best-selling baseball book in Canada, uh, Gibby Tales of a Baseball Lifer. He narrates that uh, audio version of the book as well. And a man whose career seems to appear to have come full circle, uh, which we will discuss today here on the show, uh, Gibby. But before we get into the news circulating throughout baseball regarding you, I hope you and your family had a wonderful Thanksgiving down in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I'm still bloated, dude. I ate so, ate so much doggone turkey. Turkey, turkey and Miller Lights, man, they get you after a while, you know. But I slept, yeah. slept like a baby. Now, we I had a tremendous time yet. Oh, yeah. Turkey. Yeah. Turkey and Miller Lights, they go hand in hand. But you know what? That's, I think it might be my favorite holiday. You know, I, 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 just love, I just love the food. I just like getting together, obviously, with family when you get a chance to. And, and uh, yeah, so we had a good one. Yeah, it's filled with uh, food and family and and uh, Miller lights and and football. Everything uh, Thanksgiving is really a, a lot of people say it's their favorite holiday. And uh, well, we'll we'll uh, get to get into a bunch of stuff here today, uh, Gibby. And um, it, it was really a, a week of no news uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. First and foremost, I mean, probably the biggest news that came out of the Toronto Blue Jays camp was uh, the 2024 uh, Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, came out and uh, Batista uh, for the first time was on that ballot. So uh, that was kind of cool to see his name on there. So uh, uh, we wish him well and the bat flip heard around the world. And uh, so anyway, that's kind of that's cool right. news. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of like a slow news week. Uh, everything's going to be heating up. Baseball winter meetings are in a week here in Nashville. A lot of trades are being rumored. Of course, free agents are out there. Everyone's wondering where Otani's going, where Yamamoto's going, where, you know, is Soda going to be, uh, Soto going to be traded? You know, it's, there's so much going on. But even with the slow news week for the Jays, uh, there is a big story uh, out there regarding their former manager and star of this show, none other than John Gibbons. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll also have another Gabbing with Gibby uh, brought to you by Tim Hortons, where we welcome former Jay, Devin Travis, to the show. And inspired by our friends at Miller Lite, we'll have another roast and toast. Uh, but, uh, Gibby, let's get right to the leadoff. And it'll, this is going to be an interesting one for sure. Uh, this is past it? Wednesday night. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This past Wednesday night, uh, I was sitting on my I was sitting on my couch. All right? It's night before Thanksgiving. I get a call from my nephew, Dominic, in New York. He goes, did you hear the news? The news is breaking. I was like, what news? And he goes, Gibby to the Mets. And uh, wow. I was like, the bench coach opportunity. Uh, reports began to circulate. I immediately went on the social media uh, that the Mets had decided on the bench coach uh, to assist new manager Carlos Mendoza. They had been looking for an experienced veteran. Uh, with MLB managing experience, the news broke that they decided to give you the position. Now, I want to preface all of this by telling everyone out there watching on YouTube, listening to the podcast on the platforms, uh, we have to be mindful of what you can say and cannot say here because the Mets still need to make an official announcement expected to come sometime later this week. Uh, But first of all, Gibby... We have to say congratulations on this potential big news in your life. Yeah, Johnny, you know, I, I, I could really say, he's, you know, I, I have talked to him. I'm, I'm very impressed with everybody over there. Uh, it could happen. Nothing's official yet. Uh, I mean, it kind of happened, happened quick. So um, until everything's in line and it's official, uh, you know, you really, you really can't say anything. So, uh, 
but you know, I spent a lot of years with them Mets over there as a player, and then uh, you know, short, very not a, not a lot, uh, a long time as a, as a player in the big leagues, but in the organization, and of course, got my coaching career started over there. So I'm very fond of that place, and and um, yeah. some of the people I've talked to, uh, well, actually, all of them have been really, really professional, and um, hey, they're all about winning, man. That's what it's all about. So so hopefully it happens, and then uh, and if that's the case. Uh, Life rolls on, right? Yeah, it's official when it becomes official, right? So uh, that's so, right. Uh, yeah, until then, life rolls on. Uh, but when did you uh, first, at least, hear from the team? How did this all unfold? If you if you can talk about that. Yeah, I mean, everything happened c- c- kind of quick, you know. Uh, you know, when I first when uh, and I first saw that Carlos was hired, you know, I, I knew he'd be the first time managing in in a in a tough town. There's no question about that. I thought. You know, because I had entertained some, uh, in the past, maybe get back on the coaching staffs and, and with in the in the bench coach role. Uh, and it, I always thought, well, you know, it'd have to be a perfect setup. The guy guy I really liked that I, I feel like I could work with. And uh, so, so we ended up touching base because they were look they were looking for somebody with some experience. And you know, I had that like we we're talking about. I had that connection, so I spoke with a few people. Went, went great. Like I said, though, you know, it, it uh, until it's official, it's, it's not official. But I'm very impressed with those guys over there, you know. And then, uh, uh, you know, Carlos, first class dude, and uh, you know, good background. He's been doing with the Yankees. He knows what it's all about. The, the, the mm-hmm. bright lights of Broadway. You know, he's just a good baseball guy. And, and uh, you know, if I'm if I'm his pick, uh, I'd be honored. Yeah. Well, it's very exciting. I mean, uh, let's go back. Let's go way back. Uh, you were signed by the Mets organization, nineteen eighty. Yes. You would another drafted- a, a first another first round pick gone bad. That was me. <laughs> well, not if you look at the entire breadth of your career. I mean, but you were drafted twenty fourth that year, uh, first round. Following uh, uh, Daryl Strawberry who was the number one pick, and then Billy Bean came after that, and uh, you were just eighteen at the time. Uh, you made your debut in Kingsport, Tennessee, in the Appalachian League, uh, and then you moved over to Class A Shelby, where that's where we first met. And you spent uh, parts of 19, you spent the entire 1981 season there, parts of 82, and then they moved you up to Jackson Double A, then the Triple A uh, Tidewater in '83, where you got a chance to you know, work with uh, Doc Gooden and, you know, yeah, Davey Johnson was there. I mean, it was kind of that nucleus of the of the the great Mets teams from 84, 85, 86 there at 83 with you there. Uh, you were you were actually pegged as the catcher of the future for the Mets. I mean, you made the team in 84 and then you were sidelined. There was an injury that happened uh, right towards the was it towards the end of spring training? Yeah, last couple of days, but that you know, yeah, that, that was just that's all part of it. You know how that works. It's part of the story, yeah. So anyway, you got a chance to uh, uh, play a little bit in '84 for the team, uh, and you spent the majority of the year uh, there at AAA, and then in '85 the same thing, and then in '86 that magical year, the Mets won the World Championship, but dominated uh, baseball really uh, for the regular season. Uh, you did get a call up. Uh, in August of that year, when Gary Carter had injured his uh, thumb, I think he was playing first base at the time or something, or third yeah. base, and he got that injury. And then you came up, uh, and you made a bit of an impact. I mean, uh, that game-ending double play in San Diego with Dyker <laughs> and yourself, that you rolled over and then got the double play at third base. I mean, that's that was one of the most exciting plays of that season anyway. But you were part of it, and you were part of a world championship team. So even though you might have not had a full season in 86, you were there, you witnessed it, you were part of it. What was it like being part of the 1986 New York Mets, especially since you came and went through the minors with a lot of these guys? Yeah, you know, Johnny, well, it's, that's the ultimate. You know, the, uh, you know, I think everybody's first goal is to get to get drafted. Right, then, then make it to the big leagues. That's, that's what, that's what everybody wants to do. And then, then once you get there, and, you, and wow, now it's, and it's all about winning, right? And uh, you know, there was just to play such a very, very small part on uh, for a couple months on a, on such a great team, a crazy team, but a great team, one of the greatest ever, probably. It, 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 you know that that was the that was the ultimate to me. You know, even because with as I had such a short lived career, 
you know, that, that, that's something I can always hold on to. Right. You know, it's with the best team in baseball. Uh, you know, it was a unique group. I come up, I came up to, through the minor leagues with, with a lot of those guys, you know, they made a great decision when they hired Davey Johnson as a big fan, you know, of course, Davey gave him a big break and then that didn't work. And then of course, uh, after the uh, end of the 84 season, they traded for Gary Carter, which was a brilliant move. He was the best catcher in the game, you know. Uh, so that that put a kibosh on a lot of things over there. Um, but, you know, it, it it's something I, you know, I, I'll cherish forever. And then eventually, like you said, you know, uh, my playing days, you know, I could have I could have hung around AAA and been a catcher because I had some major league experience for a number of years. But uh, after the uh, – 91 season, the Mets called and uh, offered me the uh, roving catching instructor because my old coach was retired and he he, got, he was a little bit older at that point. And uh, so I took that job and that's kind of how it all started. I figured, you know what, this plane, this plane's not working out too good. Let me try coaching. And so I was over the heck I was over there from um, – you, you had quite a run there uh, with several teams. I mean, but that was kind of a, this transition. And, I, I, and I'm explaining all of this, too, because we have, you know, the vast majority of people listening to this podcast and watching it on YouTube are, are all diehard Toronto Blue Jays fans. And the Blue Jays is, are always going to be in your heart, obviously. Uh, what a legacy you have with the organization. Uh, so I'm kind of going through this with you because – of your history with this potential opportunity with the Mets, because you spent a lot of years there. I mean, you toiled in the minor leagues and you, and you learned your craft. And when you became a coach, the roving catching coach, you did that for a few years. Then you became a minor league skipper and worked your way up the organization winning in that organization from the lowest level to the triple a level. So uh, you really you cut your eye teeth as managing in the Mets minor league system. Yeah. You know, Hey, I'll always be a blue Jay and I'll always be a Met. You know, they gave me my start over there uh, yeah. both as a player and, and as a coach. And, and uh, you know, I was fortunate that, you know, I had some really good players along the way. And then really what happened, you know, I spent my final three years coaching over there in AAA with the Norfolk tides and there was never an opportunity in the big leagues to go coach. And so for family reasons, I thought I need to get a job closer to home. My kids were starting to get a little older. And then, of course, yeah. J.P. Richardi, an old roommate of mine of ours down there in Shelby you were talking about, mm-hmm. gets the GM job in Toronto, and he brought me over and that's uh, to Toronto. And that's how it all started, you know. And, and uh, so I really had two homes in baseball, you know, uh, yeah. with, the, with the Mets and the Blue Jays. And, and uh, you know, I've – the Blue Jays, you know, gave me that opportunity to coach in the big leagues and manage in the, in the, in the big leagues. And that's really how I've made my name in this game. And, and, uh, uh, so it's, you know, I've been, I've been really fortunate, you know, I, I really have in, in, uh, you know, baseball been very, very good to me. Remember that? Oh, what was that? Uh, it was that old skit. I don't remember. Yeah, that's right. Was that Saturday? That was Saturday Night Live. What? That's right. I remember that well. And then, uh, and here I am now. So we'll see what happens. Not, not for sure exactly what the future holds. I gotta, I'm right. hoping something, but uh, yeah, we'll find out. Hey, everybody knows uh, uh, about my Mets fandom. I mean, my first game in 1966, I fell in love with the team, and uh, it, it's been every single year throughout my life. They have been uh, so such a big part of my life. So for me personally, if this uh, if this does happen for you officially. Uh, I am so excited uh, for for you, and uh, it's just kind of a cool thing. You know, when we met in Shelby in 81, you know, and number one draft pick, I mean, I, I felt like anything can happen in baseball, uh, but, you know, we're looking at you as the Mets catcher of the future down there. And uh, anyway, your, your career has been wonderful, and uh, uh, hopefully it's going to continue really soon with an official announcement. Uh, so – we're excited, Gibby. We really are excited. Uh, it's kind of cool. It really is. Well, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's funny that in 1980, you said, you know, Strawberry's number one in the nation. He went on to have a great playing career, you know, so, uh, a lot of chaos in his life, but, you know, a really a great mm-hmm. career. Billy Bean, who's picked before, you know, went on to be uh, Mr. Moneyball, the, the Hollywood star and all that, and very successful, you know, as a, a general yeah. manager. And then the other guy became a coach. So I don't know if you, I don't know if you consider that a good, uh, 
good record on a first round. Three, you get three selections, would, but uh, we all hung around the game think, for a while. Yeah, I would think that those names, yourself and Billy and Straw, all made an impact in the game uh, in in uh, in various ways. So, uh, yeah, various it was a good ways. draft for the Mets. <laughs> it was a good it was a good draft for the Mets there in 1980 for sure. I want to remind everybody you are listening to the Gibby Show presented by our friends at Miller Lite. And uh, wow, Thanksgiving, Miller Lite, watching, I guess you were watching your team cracking open a few Miller Lights over the Thanksgiving break. The Cowboys, that's right. Hey, hey, Cowboys having a good year, but you know, they usually do. It's it's come playoff time, you got to figure out what's going on. But yeah, hey, I, th- I, they, I think that Miller Lights is a sponsor of them down there too. You know, they uh, you see it everywhere. Hey, they are the light beer that tastes like a real beer. Any any time is Miller time, and I'm sure there will be more Millers being cracked open uh, as uh, things progress for you. And the holidays are coming, and holiday parties, and uh, could be a lot of reasons to celebrate uh, by having a Miller Light. Uh, because any time is Miller time. They are the official beer of Major League Baseball and the Gibby Show. Corner booths, sticky floors. Weekdays that feel like weekends. You never forget the way some things taste. Miller Lite. Great taste. 90 calories. Tastes like Miller time. Uh, And Gibby, since Wednesday, uh, the posts on social media, stories written uh, in the baseball world uh, from Toronto to New York. I mean, every major publication, MLB.com. One thing that has been noticed, and this is from the fans also on Twitter, on Instagram, it's been overwhelmingly in support of this potential move. Everyone says it was it's a potentially a great hire. Uh, uh, and from everyone out there, uh, to the Blue Jay fans, to the Met fans that are hopeful to welcome you back from uh, to the place where you started. It's been universal love and approval for you. And I know I know you're really modest. You always have been. But can you share with us a little bit about some of that outpouring of congratulations and love that you've received since uh, this unofficial uh, report came out? Yeah, you know, John, it's been incredible. You know, everybody, you know, uh, how these things even come out before anything's official, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. Right. Um, but I, I've got such a great response and contacted by friends and family and, you know, I've been, I've been treated so much better than I deserve. That's, that's for darn sure. You know, um, uh, and especially since we, we started doing the show and then of course my time there coaching in Toronto, you know, the people have been really good to me and, and uh, I'll never forget that, you know, um, mm-hmm. like I said, better than I deserve, you know, uh, uh, but you know, I've, I've been true to him. I've tried to be true to him and always gave him my best effort and, and, um, and like, like him, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. I, I, I tell everybody all the time, you know, I feel Canadian, you know, and without insulting the Canadians, I really mean that, you know? So, yeah, well, they, been, look at the, it's been incredible. The, uh, response. Yeah. Look at the response that, uh, when you were up there for the Batista, uh, induction, and the level of excellence, and when you walked out on the field, and that place erupted. We were talking before we started that uh, a big wrestler came back to to WWE named CM Punk, and the crowd exploded with uh, applause. and And it was kind of reminiscent of when I watched you walk out onto the field in Toronto back in the summer, when the fans were just so excited to see you. So the love is certainly there uh, on the on the. And listen, uh, we, not to get too far ahead, uh, but there is a series uh, in September. Uh, where the Metropolitans are going to be visiting Toronto up there at the Rogers Center. And uh, that is uh, could be in the middle of uh, some potential pennant races. So that's kind of exciting to uh, to kind of forecast what's going to be happening down the road. So um, what can I say? We're excited. Well, it, well, it, check out that nice new stadium. I know. It looks – I've been seeing the videos and the construction, and they said they're turning it uh, from a stadium to a ballpark. That's what the yeah, that's what the PR line is. You know, it's incredible what they what they can do. The engineers and the workers now they can they can take what they had there and in the and I really love the old place, you know. But it's 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 the new place is really really special. It's even it's even going to be better next year. So then um, it'll it'll be it'll be there for a long time. And the, you know the Torontonians, the rest of the Canadians up there, they got something to be proud of. It could be a very, very exciting twenty. They are spending. They are spending a lot of toonies on that thing, though. By the way, they are <laughs> loonies and toonies. 
Exactly. They certainly are. Well, that's going to wrap up the leadoff. Now it's time for Gabbing with Gibby, brought to you by Tim Hortons. And Gibby, once again, uh, we have to talk about uh, Tim's. They're always out there with new products, with uh, just they the customers just flock to them in droves all the time. And uh, this holiday season, they have some tasty beverages and baked goods on their menu for the holidays. And get this, uh, Gibby, non-alcoholic Bailey's flavored Tim Hortons classics. And they have a whole several of them to choose from, from the Bailey's cream coffee, Bailey's latte, the cold brew with Bailey's flavored infused foam, the Bailey's ice cap, uh, I mean, there's so many to choose from. And for a limited time, uh, they have a, they put a Bailey's flavor twist on one of its most popular donuts. And get this, it's a non-alcoholic Bailey's Boston Cream Dream Donut with a non-alcoholic Bailey's flavored cream filling, sprinkling of chocolate curls, and uh, that is something that you want to rush and go out there and get one of those. <laughs> real, really good. Hey, yeah, hey, you know the best thing about hey Tim Hortons, nobody nobody does more for the community than they do. You know, they're always involved with that giving back, and uh, that's that's the number one thing. But I tell you what, their menus and they they constantly change it, but they got they, they don't they don't sit back and uh, rest on their laurels, man. They just keep putting it out. Yes, that is correct, and. Uh, there's so much more to to talk about with them. And uh, once again, we thank Tim's uh, for being here and sponsoring Gabbing with Gibby. On today's Gabbing with Gibby, brought to you by Tim Hortons, we bring on a former member of the Jays who played for Gibby from 2015 to 2018. As Toronto's second baseman, he was drafted by the Detroit Tigers in the 20. 20- 12 amateur draft and it was traded to the Jays in November of 2014 for outfielder Anthony Ghost. Hopefully I got that name pronunciation correct. He wound up spending his entire big league career with Toronto. It's a pleasure to welcome Devin Travis to this week's Gabbing with Gibby. Devin, great to meet you. Great to meet you too. Uh, it's so awesome to be on here. I got to be honest, when Gibby started this, I said to myself right off the bat, I said, I know my man Gibby better get me on here one day, and uh, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I, I, I mean, I could talk about John Gibbons as a baseball guy. I can talk about John Gibbons as a man for um, as long as this thing goes. So I'm just happy to be on here and, and, and chopping it up with you guys. Uh, <laughs> there, this, hey, whoever's watching that, dude. This is this, hey, I gotta almost echo that. This is one of my favorite people in, in, in all on all on the earth, man. That I've that I've met. And forget the baseball stuff. Just the just the one of the best human beings. Cares about everybody. Gives you a great effort every day. And now when we add in in the baseball end of it, where I, we came together, it was going to be an all star. You know, he, the injury bug, you know, wouldn't leave him alone. You know, in in uh, but he did so many good things for us and helped get us to the postseason. You know, in those those two years, uh, and we're honored to have him on here. This guy, but this guy, you know, uh, hey, now you're a media darling, right? You're doing the baseball, uh, college baseball, right? And coaching, man. Is there anything you don't do? Oh man, I tell you, I, uh, you know, I, I, I never had any idea I'd want to go on TV and and talk about baseball, but it's actually been a ton of fun, and and you know, it's given me a little bit of an an uh, interesting perspective of the game, and. I definitely got humbled a bit because I thought I knew baseball really well, and I and I think I still do. But man, talking about that live is crazy as heck. Hey, does it, it gets a little easier the farther you're away from that field now, too, doesn't it? Well, you know what I I mean? Yeah, it's 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 been humbling. It's it's. I thought I would be able to like just jump in and talk about the game, and oh man, these guys on TV, I can do that. And I tell you what, after my first day, I did it. I finished the day. I went right to sleep. I was so damn tired. And I told my wife, my parents, I said, I have never been so nervous leading up to any event or game I played in compared to that TV gig. So, uh, yeah, it's been humbling. It's been a ton of fun. <laughs> hey, no, I, 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 man, the more you do it, the better it gets, the easier it gets now. You know? 
It, uh, you know what? Then, hey, then they start really critiquing you. You, you sit there and look at like all this, uh, you know, uh, NFL announcers, Collinsworth, and yeah. Troy Aikman. Man, they hammer them, dude. So get ready. It's coming, man. It's coming. <laughs> I know. I'm like afraid to open up my Twitter after I did a game on ESPN. I'm like, oh, man, the world hates me. <laughs> no, the hey, world ne will never hate you. Hey, what do you got, Johnny? <laughs> Uh, well, you said something really interesting in the beginning here. Uh, you know, you said you could talk for days about Gibby uh, as a manager and as a man. So uh, tell us what it was like to be a player uh, working with John uh, as the skipper and also that personal relationship that you have developed with him over the years. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. You know, I, I, I got traded to Toronto, like you said, in, in, in the offseason of 2014 leading into 2015. And I was a 23-year-old kid who who was just traded north of the border. I did not even have a passport when I first got traded. I'll never forget Alex Santopoulos saying, hey, you got a passport, right? And I'm like, uh, I don't even know how to get a passport. So, um, anyways, that, that's how it started. And 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 I just think about my my first spring training and how nervous I was to to walk in that locker room full of personality. You got Jose Batista, you got Jose Reyes, you got Edwin Encarnacion, you got Russell Martin, you got guys everywhere. And then, you know, there's this little guy that's probably got no business being in that locker room um, trying to fit in. And, and I think as, as a player and, and as someone that can look back on my career, you know, the, 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 the head guy in, in, in that locker room is your manager because he's the person who has the ability to, to set the tone and set the personality of the team and, and I think Gibby is his most his most special trait is he's himself. Uh, there's coaches who have to try to be different people to manage certain guys. Gibby is Gibby every single day. Win, loss. He walks through the locker room. He talks smack going by. Uh, he just makes you feel like you belong. And, and I think that's the thing that I feel the most grateful for for Gibby was Every single day from the first day I was number 68 or 74 in spring training, um, he made me feel like I belonged. And, and uh, you know, that's a big part of, of, of fitting into a team as, as a young guy. Hey, Dev, you say, well, I was the same guy every day. When, when you showed up, you helped us f finally win, man. So I was probably a little better guy, man. It was easier to walk because we're, we're, we're putting more W's on that board, man. Ah, uh, so I didn't get to meet the real Gibby. I got no, you. I got you. Oh, that, that old miserable old, old uh, dude. No, you didn't. No, yeah. Hey, seventeen, eighteen, then you got humbled. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, we. Hey, we all need a little and get a little humble pie every now and then, man. That never hurt anybody. Oh, right? no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> well, you made you made the Jays in 2015 after a great spring training. I mean, uh, being named the starting second baseman. Uh, did Gibby break the news to you that you made the team? Tell us about how that unfolded. Oh yeah, I man, I I was realizing it was starting to get to the end. Um, I was not even on the forty man roster yet, and uh, I knew I was having a, a a pretty good spring training. I got off to a terrible start, by the way. I I, I remember thinking I think I was zero for ten, zero for twelve, and. And uh, we were in Clearwater, and I got an 0-2 breaking ball right down the middle and hit a ground ball up the middle, and Tim Leeper pinched me and said, don't stop now. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I still credit Leeper. I'm like, Leeper, I'm not kidding you. You're the only person that kept me going every day because I was looking around thinking, man, Gibby thinks I steep, stink. Jose Reyes thinks I stink. Everybody thinks I stink. I can't even hit the dang ball forward. Um, so, yeah, it was the crazy start, and then I kind of just blacked out the rest of the spring training. Um, I was sitting at my locker. DeMarlo Hale came and grabbed me, I believe, um, and uh, said, hey, Gibby wants to talk to you. Well, I've read plenty of stories on, on social media and, and heard stories on ESPN that this is normally the time where you figure out if you're making a team or not. So I walk in. It's, it's Alex Santopoulos. Gibby leaning back in his chair, all comfortable. My heart, I can't even damn talk. It's beating so damn fast. Um, and then DeMarlo's in the corner. And I'm trying to look and get a read, like, okay, someone smile, give me something, nothing yet. And then, bam, Gibby goes, all right, Dan, well, you know, you've had a great spring training. Told you coming in, we're going to give you every chance to win the job. And, yeah, just wanted to tell you, congratulations, buddy. You made the team. And, and I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know if I cried. I don't know if I screamed. I don't know if I went and hugged him. 
Um, yeah, it was the best day. That was the best day um, of my life because, you know, you wait your entire life to 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 make your dream come true. And, and yeah, man, when Gibby told me those words, I uh, I just remember going to call my mom and dad. I know I cried on that phone call, and it was a special day. Hey, you know what? Hey, Dev. I think for the, the from the, the plan from the get go was you're going to be on the team anyway. I don't, you know that uh, we got we got you. I think it was Jimmy Leland, you know, was manager of the Tigers. You know, I even talked to Jimmy, and he said, "Hey, this dude, this dude can hit, man. You'll and you'll love this kid, just like everybody says about you, right? Once they get to know you." But the report we got was, "Hey, this dude can flat out hit, right? You know, he's 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 solid around on the bag as a second baseman. He's got some things he's got to work on there." But I'm telling you, you came in, you were you were a damn good second baseman, too. I'm going, I heard you need to work on this. It's pretty damn good to me. And then, but but typical when you say you got off to a slow start, you know, as long as you're around this game, that that's there's nothing, you know, that that's what happens. Especially coming in, you're trying to make a team, you put pressure on. But all you gotta do is look at somebody's swing, man, and you know, watch some batting practice. You, you can tell somebody get hit or not. You had the shortest stroke, and you know, I think it was the middle of May at that time. You were leading our team in home runs. RBIs, batting average, just about everything. You know, I'm going, you know, the big boys, you know, Donaldson, uh, you know, Jose and all those guys. Say, let's, let's go, boys, man. This this new second baseman's uh man. He in uh but then the injury bug hits you. You know, in in uh I know you don't like talking about this stuff, but you were snake bit. You were one of those guys, you know, that that uh you know you busted it every day, you played hard every day, and you 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 couldn't get away from it, you know, and then it kept and I told everybody, you know, this guy's going to be an all-star, you know, in, 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 uh, so when you look back on your career now, you feel good about it. You, I'm sure there's a little bit of frustration because, you know, your body, your body lets you down, but I, I would hope you feel good about what, what you accomplished. Am I right? You know, Gibby, you're, you're, you're so right. I, uh, you know, yeah, I look back and, and, and I can't help but smile. I, I look back and, and I can't help but think about the younger version of me that, you know, from the time I was three, four years old, I knew I wanted to be a professional baseball player. And uh, and I got to make that dream come true. Um, now, I'm just so, so grateful. Um, you know, I, I now as I'm getting older, I'm only 32, but but I, I look back at, on life and I, I realize um, how many people it truly takes to 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 get to where you want to be in life. And I think about all the sacrifices that my, that my parents made is uh, when I was a kid, I realized now how expensive life is. Um, I can't imagine how much all the baseball tournaments were. Uh, and then I think about time. Uh, my parents both uh, worked full-time jobs. My dad worked nights. He was a detective. My mother was a nurse. Um, I think about my college days. They didn't miss uh, one home series in three years when I was in college and it's a six hour drive and Friday to Sunday, um, they were making that every week. And, uh, I'm just so grateful, um, for everything that I was given. I, I, I felt like I had the ability to, to play a long time. I also look back in my career and, and, you know, think about how lucky I was to even be able to sneak in four years on the field and almost five years of, of 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 service time and and you know so I just try to see all the all the positives and and I'm grateful for all the people I got to meet along the way and now I'm just proud I'm 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 so happy I I'm, I'm so grateful for everything I've been given and and I got to play on TV man I got to I got I, I gave my parents the ability to 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 sit on their couch and and watch me play every day instead of having to make a six hour drive so um, I got, I really got to live my dream <laughs> hey I, hey I met your parents. I think it was in New York the first time I was eating next door. Uh, there was a little deli across the street where we stayed, and you and they yeah. came. You guys, you guys came in. That was the first time I met it. Opening that, day. Was that opening day? It was either uh, opening day or the day after. Okay, uh, and I'm thinking now I know after meeting. I said now I know how this kid turned out so good, man. And uh, and then you go, of course, you know the sacrifices that they made for you and your, your, your you know, your, you got a sister too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I tell you, my sister's the best athlete out of all of us. She just didn't want to know part of it. <laughs> <laughs> she went, she went with the brains, man. Huh? <laughs> Something like that, or the party, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, is she a Florida State or two? She go to Florida State? 
Yeah, yeah, she's a senior. She's about to graduate. Um, she's a fantastic young girl. Where that's that's my baby right there. Now, is uh, are they twins? Your sister and your brother? They're two years apart. Jordan just got the damn stay in college for forever. That lucky kid. <laughs> uh, hey, well, hey, for those who don't know, your brother's a quarterback for Florida State now, right? And he got injured the other night. You want to give a little rundown on to the people listening? What's going on with them? Yeah, man. I, uh, you know, my, my little brother is like my, my, my best friend. Um, I, I think the coolest thing about it all is he's my younger brother, but he's someone that I almost look up to because of everything that he's been through, you know, in his career. And, um, uh, he's had to work for, for everything he's, he's, he's gotten up to this point. And, uh, yeah, I'm just so proud of him. But yeah, I don't know how long it was ago. It's about nine days ago. Um, He's running out for his last start in Dope Campbell Stadium, Florida State University. It was his dream since he was a kid. He never talked about being a professional athlete. He just wanted to be the quarterback at Florida State. And uh, now he's running out for his last home game. We're in the first quarter. Breaks the stick run like he's done um, since he was a kid. Cuts, gets tackled from the back. Um I always watch when he falls because I'm nervous as hell up there in the stands. And I look, I watch him try to get up and he didn't get up. And then he looked down to his left and his leg was, uh, his ankle was dislocated and facing the wrong way. And uh, yeah, it was a very tough day for our family. It's been very challenging times. Um, I feel like my parents are used to this at this point. Um, but uh He's going to have surgery tomorrow. Um, he's going to get his leg fixed. We'll find out all the specifics um, really after the surgery. But, yeah, just a traumatic event. I feel so sad for my brother, and and uh, it's never the, the way you want uh, your college career to end. But I believe that um, injuries and setbacks make you a greater man. So I know that he'll he'll come out greater from all this. Yes, he will. He'll, he'll keep on, man. You know, because, hey, one thing your family, you know what, they know hey, they're tough. They keep they keep pushing forward, you know. They're thankful for everything they got. You can just tell. You listen to when I listen to him, his interviews post game on the show, and I know you, and I met your parents, and uh, yeah, hey, the the Travises are survivors, man. You ain't, ain't gonna beat right. them. You ain't gonna beat Keep it. pushing, baby. That's life. That's life. That, that's right. Tim's new non-alcoholic Bailey's flavored holiday menu. Enjoy the classic taste of the holidays anytime with a creamy Bailey's flavored latte. Celebrate the season with the taste of the holidays with Tim's new non-alcoholic Bailey's flavored holiday menu. Johnny, what do you got, brother? Uh, yeah, I just want to go back to that uh, 2015 and 16, if I could. I mean, you were talking with John about uh, getting together with him in Manhattan. I guess that was uh, uh, opening day, April the 6th, if I'm not mistaken, and it was against the Yankees, uh, a special day for you i mean your first mlb hit was a home run right so that had to be oh, such a cool crazy. experience i mean just like debuting in, in yankee stadium and and there you go that must have been very cool oh that was so amazing man i uh yeah opening day i i i remember waking up my my stomach was flipping um it was about uh five minutes before the anthem and i was sitting in the bathroom uh that's how nervous I was. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember running out to the field. First time I you know, took the field for official warm-ups at Yankee Stadium. Uh, wow, what a day. I, I, I got to be honest. And, and it's, you know, I feel like people get mad when they hear this. But I really, like, don't remember a lot about the day, like, after I hit the homer. Like, I, I remember walking my first to bat, touching first base, standing next to Mark Teixeira and being like, whoa, this this is real. This is real. I made it. Um, and uh, yeah, then I struck out my next at bat. I remember splitter in the dirt. And then truly, I got a fastball from Chase and Shreve um, right down the middle. I hit it and I sprinted. I don't know how fast, but it's got to be close to the record around the bases. I think I made it in like under 14 seconds. Got to the dugout. <laughs> Hey, Gibby gave me a smack. He's one of the only ones that gave me some love, and then everyone else blanked me. And uh, I don't remember what happened after that. I went to dinner at Quality Italian, but that, after finding out I made the team, that became the the, the coolest day of my life. Only thing that sucks is I never got that damn ball back. But uh, 
I got where'd the home run go? I hit it. Where'd it go? <laughs> where'd it go out that day? I can't remember. What part well, you of know field? what? I hit the left spinner, and my butt, my family went to go get it from the guy, and and uh, he wouldn't give it up. And uh, by the way, stupid guy, I thought he out. My career was going to turn into something. Nice call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think he got offered like tickets to the to like Legend Club tickets to a Yankee game, and Alex Rodriguez signed back something along those lines, and he wouldn't get that ball up. Um, but uh, no, yeah, I never got that dude. ball back. I got you. Hey. hey. You know what? You hit the left center, man, the deepest part of that park, man. You didn't go that short right field wall, did you? No, you went to the you went out there where the big boys go. Give me, I think that was my last hit in Yankee Stadium. No, come on. Hey, another she thing. She's Sebastia, baby. Uh, hey, another, hey, one other thing. Hey, you always ran balls out. You never jogged around the bases for crying out loud. You you you'd be so out of place in the big leagues now, man, the way you hustle. <laughs> I was afraid my dad would whoop my butt after the game, so I made exactly, exactly, <laughs> man. <laughs> Only one way to play this game. And that's the right way. Only one way. That's right. And you did it. You did it. You did it all the time like that. You know. Uh, and you know you rubbed off on guys. You know. Yeah, you Thank really you, did. Kid. All right, pal. Well, Johnny, you got anything more for? Him? We got to let him go here pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, uh, what are you doing now? What you know? What are you? What's your future? You know, I I heard you guys talking a little bit about maybe a venture you're getting into. So why don't you tell everybody uh, what's going on with you now and what are you planning uh, over the next year or so? Sounds exciting. Yeah, I, uh, I I've I've been working with the Braves the last how long has that been? 21, 22, 23, three years. Alex Antopoulos, obviously running the show, one of the best men in baseball, at least in. And my interactions, especially with, you know, front office people, um, just an amazing guy, great culture over there. Um, but I'm finishing up my third year. Um, I've been doing a little bit of TV, calling games for ESPN, um, college baseball. Uh, been a ton of fun, very humbling, like I said. And uh, me and my buddy, John Bostick, um, he's the owner of this facility that we're opening up. And um, back when we were young in high school and we grew up together, we always talked about um, – giving back to the kids uh, when we were done playing. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty special thing we got going on down here. And uh, we're going to be able to grow the game of baseball and in, in, in the way that we think it should be ran. Um, and uh, yeah, just help these young men uh, in, in the area that we grew up. And I love the game of baseball so much. And uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. I always said my second career will be better than my first career. And, and I think giving back to the game has been a lot more rewarding than uh my my playing experiences in itself, so uh, very excited about that. Well, where's it get, where's it going to be located, Dev? Uh, it's in Wellington, Florida. Um, so right right where we grew up, like Western West Palm Beach. Um, I, I don't think I'm allowed to speak of the specific details, but I'll oh, okay. I'll tell you okay. it's uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Though. Hey, uh, well, well, this is going to be this is going to be uh, watched by a couple people anyway. <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> so, so so don't so don't, don't 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 let any seek top secrets out of there bro i got you i got you baby <laughs> bostic uh, man i know that name how do i know his name he played in the nfl for i think yeah he just finished up his 10th year just retired um yeah one of my best buddies and uh where did yeah, he go where who did he play with gosh it's, 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 I, I could see him who did he, he play played, with? let's see he went i should know this he got, went University of Florida, second round of the Bears, Patriots, Steelers, Redskins, Lions. So, yeah. oh, maybe, yeah, maybe with a lot of teams. I might have known from the Patriots because oh, Butter, Butter. No, you met him. You met him. I did. He came up. He came up in fifteen to one of my one one of the games. I brought him in the locker room. I brought him into you to say hello. He had on the damn Gators Gators gear. Anyway, yeah, you met him. You met him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It, it kind of it does kind of ring a bell a little bit. Okay. Well, good for you guys, man. Hey, you know what, Deb? That kind of kind of sums up who you are. You know, you're you're giving back to the community. You you understand. You know, more 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 people ought to do that. You know, I I could stand to do a little bit more of that myself. You know, but I think that's the you know the guys that have been given so much well earn and earn things along the way they go back, you know, and they don't forget those things and they go about and help their community and, and uh, the less privileged and things like that. 
that's what life's all about, you know? And uh, the fact that you're doing that does not surprise me one bit, man. And, uh, you know, you know, I'm proud of you, pal. In uh, Hey, like I said, whatever you choose to do, you're going to be a success. You know what? And we're glad, you know, th this could be end to be my last show on this thing right here. You know what? Uh, yeah. So, you, you, no, you, you know Give what I always say? No, I always Give say, no, hey, say, save the best for last, man, right? You heard that statement many times, right? My so, God. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're here. So anyway. Uh, hey, congratulations. I'm so happy you're back in this game. You do not know how it's, bad the game of baseball needs you, damn it. It needs you. Hey, so I'm so happy you're back. Hey, damn it. It's, oh. not, official. it's not official yet, but uh, uh, it could happen. Okay, well, whenever it does happen, you know one person's celebrating right down here in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. And guess what? We're going to dinner because that's only 30 minutes from my house. Oh. Max Free Training. Let's go. You I'll leave you tickets. Come on. I'll leave, you, I'll, leave, I'll leave you tickets, dude. Perfect. I'm coming. Right behind the dugout. All right. Well, listen, pal, best of luck, man. We, we appreciate you taking some time to come on our show right here. And uh, we'll, yeah. we'll stay in touch. And and uh, if we can ever do anything to help you, uh, let us know. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Good to see y'all. Great to meet you. Great to meet you. Hey, tell your brother good luck. I will. Thank you. And, and tell your mom and dad hello and tell them thanks for doing such a wonderful job with three wonderful kids. That's Thank that's, you so much. That's Thank the legacy you. right there. Wraps up another gabbing with Gibby, and what a great guy, Gibby. You were saying how much of a great guy he is, and he proved that today. Yeah, you know, Dev's Dad, one of my all-time favorite, not just players, people, right? Uh, you know, he, he, he was, and he was a tremendous baseball player. He just got bit, bit by the injury bug, you know? And, I mean, that happens yeah. to some guys. And, uh, uh, you know, I always thought and I always said he, he was going to be an all-star I truly believe that, but you know, the body just didn't hold up long enough for him. But he's one of those guys that is going to be successful in life. No, it doesn't matter what he's doing. You know, he's just his, his mom and dad did a tremendous job raising him. You know, he comes from he, uh, he comes from a, a great family, and you know he's got his priorities set. So he's he's going to do fine. But he, you know what? That sucker can hit. That's all I can tell you. And the mutual respect that you have for each other is really really cool to see. And uh, that was a great. Uh, Gabbing with Gibby. Uh, thanks for bringing him on, John. Um, well, inspired by our friends at Miller Lite, it is time for today's Roast and Toast. Uh, Gibby, in honor of the person that we're toasting this week, I've decided to bypass the traditional Gibby show roast, and I want to go right to an extended toast, if that's okay. Um. In honor Amen. of the person we're <laughs> I've known this man for 42 years, meeting him when he was just 18, when we were roommates. He is a first-round draft pick, and me as a young rookie baseball executive for the 1981 Class A affiliate of the New York Mets, uh, the Shelby Mets, or as some people unaffectionately called it, Helby, the Helby Mets. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh, I've heard that many a time. <laughs> we could do we could do a whole show on on Helby. We certainly could. Uh, oh uh, God, we do a reality show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, throughout the years, I followed his career closely. I got to remain friends with him, and later on, over the past few years, I got to uh, uh, be privileged really to work with him on helping out with the memoir uh, and had the extreme pleasure of doing this podcast uh, with him since September 2022. Um, he's a straight shooter, always tells it like it is. The respect he has from those in baseball is earned because of the way he lives his life and has lived his career. From a gritty, no-nonsense kid with dreams of becoming a big leaguer to a manager who always had the backs of his players and not afraid to speak his mind to some of the various personalities that he managed over the years. Everyone will tell you Gibby was the best. So in honor of this individual, this week's Inspired by Miller Lite toast goes out to none other than John Gibbons. 
<laughs> we, we, this, this must be a, a slow week or something. Who, who, who are we looking for? Is he, who are we talking about? <laughs> no, Johnny, I appreciate that, man. I, I really do. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, I've I've had a blast. You know, we're getting the end of the season here. It's, yeah. it's been a, it's been a great year for the show. You know, uh, a lot of good things have happened, and in, in, uh, it's it's been a way for us to stay connected to you know our, our fan bases and. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty cool. It's always fun. It was fun. It's like it's been a so really cool you. season. Oh, you're quite welcome. I mean, I, I speak from my heart, and uh, you know, you know somebody for such a long period of time, and uh, of course, you know, we we had we didn't stay in touch all the time, but I, I do remember when uh, Jordan was trying to get some doors open here in Nashville, and uh, she, what a wonderful person she is, and a great songwriter, and that kind of brought us uh, a little closer yeah, together. And that's we right. Got to, Reacquaint ourselves. And you helped her and, out, yeah. Uh, did what I could. I mean, it's a tough business, as we know, and uh, you know, it's not oh. easy. Just like the baseball business, it's sometimes it could be even di- more difficult to get a break. In I that, think it's in the tougher, music. tougher. Exactly. Yeah, it so it is. So uh, yeah, and then uh, you know, we started doing some projects together, and uh, and now I'm like, uh, with this potential opportunity for you, for me, it's kind of like, for me, it's almost like a dream come true for you. Because that team has always been my team, and to see uh, oh, yeah. see your your career as it unfolds, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll, when uh, when there is an official announcement, you'll uh, we'll make sure we get it out to the fans. Corner booths, sticky floors, weekdays that feel like weekends. You never forget the way some things taste. Miller Lite, great taste, ninety calories, tastes like Miller time. So I want to thank you for uh, for really entertaining us each and every week here and uh, getting to be the consummate uh, social media darling. <laughs> <laughs> that average, hey, yeah, yeah. Who, who knows that we're, we're, where we all end up, you know, but it's been great. You still, and you still got your, your, your wrestling podcast going on. I know, yeah, which, uh, you yeah, know people yeah, ought to check that really, out. I don't really talk about that much, uh, but you know, I, I would like, to today. I mean, uh, this is going to wrap up this edition of the Gibby Show, by the way. I do want to thank our executive producer on the Gibby Show, Mark Millier, and uh, our creative director, Chris Sabunia. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at John Arezzi. And if you are a fan of pro wrestling, uh, I have a pretty storied history in that. Uh, I have two other podcasts. One is called John Arezzi's Pro Wrestling Spotlight, going back 30 years to cover the radio show I did 30 years ago, and Matt Memories from Madison Square Garden, and that takes you back 50 years to the mecca of all wrestling arenas, talking about the history there as well. And uh, I have a book, Matt Memories, My Wildlife in Pro Wrestling, Country Music, and With the Mets, and that's available everywhere. Uh, But anyway, Gibby, um, as always, for John Gibbons, this is John Arezzi. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Miller Lite. I want to thank Tim Hortons. Uh, and I especially want to thank the man that I'm looking at right now, my friend John Gibbons. And thank you, everybody, for listening to The Gibby Show. Yeah, yeah that's right. There you go. Thanks, Johnny.